Just another brother off the boat You ain't for the family, guess it shows All these friends are low-key like my foes No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat You ain't for the family, guess it shows All these friends are low-key like my foes No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke What up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back. Hey, Preacher's Hour Podcast. Episode 16. 16. Hey, um, I remember when I turned 16. Dude. I was in Indiana. It was fantastic. Hmm. Wow. Where were you when you turned 16? Uh, I do not. I know I was in Fresno. I don't know what I was doing. I, mean, I have a very significant memory from when I was 16, but it was a really sad one. It was my cousin died. Oh, when was the Cancer. Leukemia? Yeah. It's the only thing I remember from being 16 was that, to be uh, honest with you. I know I was playing basketball, sophomore, JV. We only lost one game that year. Oh, let's go. It was good. Anyway. Uh, so Hey, don't hit the table. Yeah, no, I just realized that. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm way back here. All right, dang. Back up. So, uh, yeah, guys, we are, we are going to talk about being hot. <laughs> Hilarious. Honest, open, and transparent. Um, we're not talk about it. We're gonna yeah. We're, we're going just to going be to be hot. Yeah, we're, be um, we're gonna be honest, open, and transparent. Uh, and I actually don't want to do this just yeah. to be open, honest, <laughs> and transparent. Um, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we have to make sure that this is this podcast is not about us. Um, I was listening to a podcast. It was that Francis Chan one who's being interviewed by the Carrie Newhoff guy. Yeah. And the Carrie Newhoff guy was like, I hate to say it like that, so disrespectful to him. He's a, his name is Carrie Newhoff. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this podcast, I see it as a form of ministry. Like, I, I have, I've been in ministry for 25 years in my church. I've, I've recently, like, stepped down. I've stepped back from that. Mm. And I'm continuing ministry in this way with my podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. This is a form of ministry that we are doing. Uh, this is for God. So I feel it. I so feel it. we have to do what we feel led to do. I know I have been individually just convicted over the last few days about some things. So I'm definitely going to share that. And I think uh, both of us kind of have. And just a lot of people that we've talked to um, since last Thursday have been dealing with some stuff. And Man. I think it's super. As we talked about in our last episode. We need to make sure that we're creating church to be a place where you can be broken and not perfect and not have to impress anybody. Like, be this is a hospital, so like, we got to make sure that we are presenting our symptoms and our illnesses yeah. and our ailments, so people know that they're not alone, that they can feel comfortable in, in being broken. Yeah, and that you're not judged for it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times uh, <laughs> in churches, it's weird when you have sin or you struggle with sin. You get judged for the sin that you are struggling with, which doesn't make any sense because, yeah. like, as a church, everybody's here struggling with something. But because yeah. you try to hide it and like cover it up, no one wants to be hot. You mm. don't want to be hot in a room full of cold people because then you're gonna stand Ooh, out. Man, so you wanna, you definitely wanna try to blend into the temperature as much as possible so yeah. that no one notices that you're different. Mm. And uh, God says He hates lukewarm. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of lukewarm people. Bunch of church. lukewarm. I don't know where that phrase came from. I don't know but that. anyway. I don't even know who Luke is. Yeah. But, uh, uh, 
so um, I guess I can start. I yeah, I'll start. Okay. <laughs> so um, my my hot topic this morning. Mm. There's all kinds of puns. <laughs> <laughs> my hot topic uh, for today is like my struggle with jealousy. Mm. Um, so. As many of you guys know, I am married to the amazing Jessica Jackson. Um, she is gorgeous. She's beautiful. And she is extremely talented when it comes to speaking and motivating people. Uh, she's been preaching now for about a year, mm. a year and some months, maybe. And uh, as you know, I've been preaching for coming up on six years. Yeah, yeah almost six years. So. I've been in the game for a long time. Wow. And then, uh, but so recently, uh, she's been getting a lot of engagements mm. where people are asking her to go and uh, speak at these conferences. Uh, she spoke at the, our at her nominations youth pastors conference. She spoke at the, our denominations, uh, what is it called? The Youth Workers Convention. Uh, she's spoken at two camps this season hmm. uh she spoke she's just like everywhere she's traveling they're paying for her travel she's staying in these super nice hotels and cabins and it's like she has her own apartment where she's at now in la and i'm just like dang like really hmm. so you know she's all excited for it i mean i'm i'm happy for her but in my heart it is tough hmm. like i'm trying to be i'm trying to be supportive to her while still struggling with my jealousy mm. and also not allowing my jealousy to influence her in her walk with like wherever God's taking her. Cause I even have this fear that if I tell her that I'm jealous, then she'll say, okay, I'm going to step back. And this mm. is not what God has called you right, to do. Right, right. So like, I'm not trying to make, she doesn't want to hurt you. She's going to try yeah. to, she might be tempted to like, okay, let me step back of what I'm, you know, responsible to be doing God is is calling me to do. Yeah. I want to be instead of being obedient because you're my husband, I love you. I'm gonna to try to like make you feel, feel better. better. Yeah. yeah. And it's really dumb because if she steps back in that capacity, then she then puts me in the place of God. Mm. And then secondly, uh, what she, what she has already been doing and how she's been helping people, then also it suffers mm -hmm. because she doesn't. Um, she's not committed to that. Uh, she's not committed to the work God has given to her. Right. She's committed, not even to me, she's committed to my feelings. Ooh. And she should not be committed to my feelings because they change. And feelings I'm hoping that very they... Very temporary. I, I'm hoping that they change even more so for the better. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping that my feelings towards her change. Not towards her, but towards yeah. where God has called her and hasn't called me. Yeah, you're more jealous. You're more upset at God than her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I'm, like... Yeah, I'm, up, I'm upset at God. Mm -hmm. And I'm jealous of her. Right. Um, and just being real, like, I know, okay, uh, you guys know, like, we're preachers, we know what the Bible says, like, we're not, I'm not, like, disrespectful to God. I just don't understand hmm. why she gets to go and I have to stay. And then I don't understand why, ha, huh, wow, I think I might just figure out why. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not saying it on the podcast. Here. You know, you're not going <laughs> to say it? Oh, man, that's funny. Um, I guess I could say it. Uh, so I think it's because my wife, I've, I struggle with pornography. Mm. I've struggled with pornography since I was like 12 years old and it's always been like a huge temptation, um, for me. And, 
if I'm on the road, I think it just opens me up to uh, being by myself a lot more. That's true. Opening the door for me to like relapse into like binge watching pornography. Um, I just didn't think about that literally until just now. That's wow, that's deep. Um, so I didn't think about that. That's it could deep. be something. Yeah, he could be saving me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from myself in doing so, which actually made my heart feel good. Wow, this open, <laughs> this open and transparent stuff yeah, is dope, man. I think we we really feel like oh a lot God. of times we feel like God is punishing us, and then probably more like He's protecting us. We don't even realize that He. Because I mean, if you this have is to, not scripted, I want everybody I know, to know. None this of this is, not is this scripted. is really happening in real time, which is really cool. That's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm, it's cool for me to see you go through this. It's really cool to see. I'm you, literally like blown away just, right now. Now I'm gonna tell you, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I honestly, I want to say this. I feel like it's because you are sharing this with people, with mm. an audience, instead of just talking to me about it yeah. or whatever. Like the fact that you're being open and, and and honest and transparent with brothers and sisters, like it takes the burden off of you. You share your, your struggles with people mm-hmm. and like it's freeing, right? No um, doubt. But I, I really feel like God, it's like with your kids. They might get mad at you for protecting. They don't realize that it's protection. True. It's like, how come I can't eat all this candy? Yeah. I really want to. And you're like, it's. I'm trying to save you from cavities. Yeah. And, and you're just going to be sick. All, I'm trying to help. And you're like, no, but you're making me. I'm mad at you because you're not giving me what I want. And my daughter, my oldest, uh, Casey, she's hilarious. She's always asked. Every day she's, that Jessica's been gone, she's always asked me that, like, can parents do whatever they want? <laughs> That's such a great question. <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, well, like, you gave us one brownie, and then you ate three. Like, that's not really fair, but I know that you're, mm. a, you're a parent, so that's why you can do it. Wow. When I become a parent, can I do stuff like that? And I'm like, well, that's not the, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at, child. Like, I want you to understand. But they don't see it that way. They just see parents oh, get man. to do whatever they want yeah. to do and they get to tell kids that you can't do this man um when i should i have three brownies probably not but mm. you know they're there and i'm eating them <laughs> i know for you it wouldn't be good because then i gotta deal with you oh, in your nonsense man. but being hyper and whatnot um and i guess we just kind of look out for our kids a little more than we look out for ourselves man so it's that's why god gotta look out for all of us man, man. that is deep um Parents do it, that's such a great question. I love that. I wish they could. I remember when I was a kid, this is so off topic, but I remember when I was a kid, like, so we would go to Krispy Kreme sometimes. My mom would bring home a, a dozen of their donuts, and like, no, you only get one. And I'd be like, man, when I grow up, I'm a, the first thing I'm gonna do when I'm old is I'm gonna buy a whole dozen, eat the whole, whole thing. thing by myself. <laughs> Never happened. Okay, I did not do that. I realized I was like, oh, okay, that's probably. I'm glad I didn't do that. That's such a dumb thing to want to do as a kid, but oh, that's so funny. Oh man, I love that. But um, man, that's great that you number one shared that. Man, Uh, I really feel like I. It's not a burden. I almost feel. I almost feel like I wasn't using my phone to record this video mm -hmm. right now. I would text Jess and be like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm like really proud of you, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that God has used you, and I'm going to after this." video after this yeah, podcast is over but i just want to just tell her how it, i mean i just feel like it's not i'm not burdened by that just because i just shared it mm-hmm. like it's not um i don't i don't know if, I'll, if it'll if it'll ever creep back or if it'll ever come back but i honestly feel free dang i feel legitimately good about we just got that on camera and recorded <sighs> that was a I real feel, moment we did not create that 
I feel like God has like literally took the weight off my shoulders about being jealous and not just because like I've always loved my wife like we don't have beef in our in our mm-hmm. marriage like it's mm-hmm. not like oh well you get to go do all this stuff and I gotta stay home with the kids it's never that but I, it's always just been in my heart that like man she's out there doing what God's called her to do and I'm sitting here thinking that I'm being punished or um, God likes her more whatever mm-hmm. the case may yeah. be but he's like no I love you just as much as I love her and I'm saving you like you yeah. and the thing was like what he told me was you know you stop yeah. trying to pretend like yeah. you don't stop know what you would do like, if you yeah, was if, exactly. if you weren't in the house with your children you know what you're capable of you know yeah and like imagine how far that could go if I'm on the road I mean there's many and I pray God this will never happen but yeah. there's many of pastors and preachers who go around the world and they get caught up yeah. not just in pornography but with but, other people yeah tons I mean like I I thank God that he has not only like helped me with the motivation to like not cheat on my wife, but he's kept me from situations that where the opportunity could even arise. Who and I don't even I have no idea how many things I've been saved from. I mean, I have no clue. Um, so, yeah, man, that's self aware. That's oh, that yeah, was do this more often. Yeah, I know that was dope. So I'm this is my turn then. Yeah. I'm trying to give me some. <laughs> uh, so, I would first like to say I, I guess I apologize. For last week's episode, the giving episode, I came off. I know I came off. I re-listened to it a couple times. I came off as, like, very angry, very, like, judgmental of the church, quote-unquote. Really and truly, I have experienced a form of, like, church hurt from the previous church that me and my wife were a part of. And I'm sure that's come across in almost every episode we we do. (laughs) You talk about it a lot. I talk about it a lot because I spent, like, 20 something years there a a lot was invested into that and i just feel i feel hurt i feel like undervalued i i feel like stifled and and Mm. and just you know i i felt a lot from that um so i i want to definitely say like i'm i i didn't mean to come off as so judgy and like angry and just certain about what i think is right and they're wrong yeah and, um i gotta read this verse god so god hit me hard oh so, you're talking about that so we recorded that and then uh friday at church at av um i just got convicted of like you're trying to uncle rod was like you're tr- you guys are trying to make the church something that it was never meant to be like and then don't even think that you're doing church correctly because you're not either true like you're talking about you're, you're criticizing the the traditional church but you're over here you're doing the same things you're only meeting once a week yep. you're not fully devoted to people like you say you are yeah like, like you, you like you're be. claiming like the bible like you're trying to convict other people <clears throat> with the bible weaponize it against them look at it yourself like you're not devoted to the believers and the family and and doing certain things and being transparent and bearing others burdens and uh. meeting people's needs and all that stuff you're just as guilty you meet once a week just like they do mm-hmm. um so it's like chill number one <laughs> like you ain't nothing and then i this morning i woke up i woke up and i just <laughs> no uh and my my bible app just happened to be turned to proverbs 18 and this verse just hit me it's verse 2 of our proverbs 18 it says a fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion and i'm like oh dang am i a fool do i sound like a fool 
Um, Dang. You know, and then, oh, man, verse 7, a fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to his soul. I'm just like, all right, God, dang, wow. I'm sorry, bro. Like, chill. Okay? I get it, I get it. You ain't got to whoop me that many times. That's that chastisement, Yeah, man. man. So I just feel like I have to just pray. I, I want you guys to pray for me. Like, I, and my wife has told me this before, like, I just sometimes think very highly of, of my own thoughts mm. and my own opinions. And I just will talk, 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 talk without really understanding all of what I'm talking about, all like both sides of it, not just my side, mm-hmm. what I think, but like, you know, why does the church do what they do? Is it their fault? Like, you know, are they victims of tradition of, of stuff like that? They clearly yeah. have good intentions. Assume good intentions. Yeah. As, like, give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm talking to myself. What I need to do, I need to like stop like taking stuff out on people, like hurt that I've experienced or the way I feel about stuff, and just remember like. I'm just as flawed, I'm just as fallen, just as broken, just as off mm-hmm. in my stuff as, as anybody. Yeah. So, I think yeah, man. Grace, like just yeah. having grace for other people um, and respecting the opinion. One thing I saw that happen that I, we don't normally get to see was um, at church on Friday, Uncle Rod didn't talk for like the majority mm, of the, like the beginning discussion. of the yeah. discussion. He didn't say a word. But dude, how does... <laughs> I was watching him the whole time, and he was just huffing and puffing. And I'm like, oh, dang. I cannot wait till he, he about to just full clip on us. Just, he and he just did. It all in. Yeah, he, he was did. just loading his gun. Okay. Oh, you think that, huh? Okay. Like, oh, heard that. And then, and then he just destroyed all of us. I was like, it was oh, crazy. Dang. I it was crazy. Really but, like, dumb. the fact that he had, that he allowed us to get all of it out. I mean, we probably discussed for like close to an hour mm-hmm. and just talked about um, what we thought the church should be, um, this whole thing about giving and all these things. And he just held his he held his peace. And then uh, Jeff gave him the floor. Really? He was like, you huffing and puffing. What you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> and I was on my high horse. I was, was like, you was on, and you were standing up. <laughs> uh huh. I was on my high horse. I was like, yep, I know I'm right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> He just knocks you straight. And he just man, sit your <laughs> down. I was like, oh, sorry. But what was cool about that um, that scene, or like even like uh, hearing your hearing you um, kind of confess uh, something that you're dealing with, is like to see his grace in it. Mm. You know, like he wasn't he wasn't just saying like all oh, y'all wrong mm-hmm. and like you know get it together. Yeah, it was. I hear you. I understand. Yeah, it what was you're very saying. gentle. It was super gentle. But he even talked about how. He just gave us the the other side, which is mm-hmm. cool to have. So if you if you if you've been to AV, if you know AV, we are all pretty young, mm-hmm. so we can have a very biased, one sided view of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we haven't been a part of the church for that long, like being a part of a church for twenty years or the church for twenty years seems like oh man, it's a long time. Yeah. But honestly, like, first of all, we didn't become real Christians till we were so till we were adults. Barely been <laughs> walking with Christ at all. <laughs> For like for real, like we grew up in church, but we barely didn't. not even a decade, probably. No, yeah. neither of us are on a decade of actually walking no, with Christ. I yet. think I came to Christ when he called me to preach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably like six years in to like yeah. actually walking with him. I would say I'm about probably saying about six years yeah. in. Yeah. Um, but what we get to, what we get to have with Uncle Rod is like he has and Auntie Nicole too. and Auntie Nicole mm-hmm. um, that they both have just wisdom 
and knowledge and just experience that yeah. we don't have. And they yeah. give it, they don't give it to us the same. Because I believe that they had some real struggles in mm-hmm. the church, like where people had ex- expectations of them mm-hmm. and then they were supposed to like behave a certain way and they didn't. And the church just like ridiculed them or just went in like, you're a pastor. You're supposed mm-hmm. <laughs> what Auntie Nicole said, being a first wife. Oh, yeah. You're first lady. to sing a solo. <laughs> I can't sing. All first ladies are supposed to be able to sing. <laughs> what, like, what? what verse is that in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So she just like gave oh, us man. that. And um, we have to stop putting expectations on the church that were never intended to be there. Yeah. And then we just got a grace for different forms of church. Like we can't yeah. say that our way is the right way and we just got to go about it. So I think that's something that um, that you just got to experience that. Yeah. And I think not always right. And I think like the only group that really had it right was the Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47 church. True. And like none of us, none of us, AV included, is really doing that. Nah. Nobody's doing that. I, to be honest, I don't think anybody in AV has sold anything so that someone can be on the same level. No, and they said daily. 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 They. I'm not saying... That we have to do, quote unquote, church. Because I know people hear that, oh, this is exhausting. Mm. Yeah, putting together a whole, quote unquote, service and and the whole dog and pony show of it, of it mm. every day would be exhausting. Yeah. yeah. But what it's saying is, like, these people were, like, spending time with each other. Legitimately. Like, legitimately, like, I'm sure it was, was the word, super, devoted. Yeah, they were super, it's probably super enjoyable. Like, they just got to hung out, got to hang out in each other's houses, mm-hmm. break bread, fellowship. I'm not saying there was always a sermon every day. Yeah, probably, not. probably not. I don't even know what sermons look like and, uh, you know, at that time. And so it's like, like, when you think about sermons back then or just church, you can't say that people were, like, standing in front of podiums, like, preaching. And it was, it was more like... We're sitting here eating a meal together, mm-hmm. and because we're eating and we all love Jesus, let's rip out the Torah real quick. Let's see what yeah. the instructions have to say, and let's just talk about or it. Or what the apostles taught us. Yeah. And I think, like, I, I've heard Francis Chan talk about this multiple times recently. This is very recently of him. He said he's been doing a lot of research into what the early church did. Hmm. And, like, for the first, like, and this is his words. I, gotta, I could do my own research, but he said... The first fifteen hundred years of the church, the the gathering was centered around the Lord's Supper, like in the middle of the oh yeah, of I remember that video was just yeah. the supper. Like that was the whole, whole point reason. of they were coming together. There may not even been a sermon. It wasn't until the last five hundred years that you've had a quote unquote pulpit and a guy behind it talking to everybody, everybody listening. That's yeah. a very relatively recent thing. So it's like they were way more worried about meeting together. Obviously, they were being taught by the apostles. Yeah. And they had the apostles' teachings. They had it written down. You know, the gospels and, and Paul's letters were written in that first century mm-hmm. of the church of after Jesus, you know, ascended. So they're slowly having things, you know, scriptures being circulated and being read and mm-hmm. things like that. So it was probably just way, really enjoyable, number one, to just hang out with people that you really care about and love and know yeah. intimately and to like make sure you're meeting their needs and stuff like that it was way more of just like a community like hanging out yeah like genuinely spending time together instead of like driving and i'm not trying to criticize anybody <laughs> i'm not trying to come off anger i just repented but it wasn't like even what we do which is i'm gonna throw us in there mm-hmm. av driving to a place 
parking, coming in, doing this thing that we call church, getting back in our cars and leaving. Yeah. Right. AV does the same thing. I even have this idea um, or thought, sanctified imagination, uh, where the it was like the people. Let's say like the let's say the pastors mm-hmm. of like house churches. They were like super close with the apostles. So let's just say that they went to hang out with the apostles and the apostles, they're sitting there having uh, the, the Lord's Supper. Everybody's mm-hmm. eating, breaking bread together, praying, fellowshipping. And then they're there having conversations with the apostles. The apostles say something and they're like, yeah, we were reading the script, the Torah and we, we noticed this and Isaiah, or we read this and we, and we noticed this in the writings and they, the, the, the pastors get that and they're like, oh my God, this is great. So then they have a great conversation, a great time. But after they leave, they go, they back. go back to their houses. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, because of what they just learned, they then have another gathering where they bring people in, have mm-hmm. the Lord suffer. And they're like, yo, I was at Peter's house and he said this. What do y'all think? Mm-hmm. And then this is how the church operated. Yeah. It was conversation from conversation, not necessarily sermon to sermon to sermon. And you're just hearing all these sermons, yeah. but no one's actually coming together. It was, and not everybody's allowed to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can say something. If yeah. you choose not to talk, that's your prerogative. Yeah. But like everyone has opportunity to do so. And this is where I feel like, um, like where AV does a well, a good job is that everybody does have opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, cause even on Friday night to be open on or honest, open and transparent again, uh, will preach on Friday night about having, too many friends or too many acquaintances and not enough friends. Um, and that sermon just hit us all like mm-hmm. a ton of bricks. But it wasn't necessarily the sermon um, that hit us. It was like God's spirit was in here. Mm-hmm. And he was like making sure that we knew that we are not here to to be a- acquaintances. Mm-hmm. We're not here to be just friends. We're just literally Friday here to be. Friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to do this every single day. So heard that. Got that message from him. Um, had good dialogue with the rest of people in AV. And then on Saturday, I didn't necessarily have, like, a lesson plan for the kids. I didn't mm-hmm. have, like, so from my youth group, um, we were doing a bake sale, so I just figured that was going to take up all of our time, and I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to, like, really, like, preach a message or anything like that. But for some reason, that sermon just hit me, and I was like, because of what I learned Friday, like, I just got to give that, even if you guys don't understand, I, I got to give, give you this. Like, yeah, it's good. Because it changed me. Ooh. It changed me, and I'm That's hoping that good. this would at least change some one of you teenagers in here. Yeah, like even one, if it's not now. Even if it's not now. Even plant the seed. So I just told him, I was like, look, open your Bibles. Um, we're going to read. Uh, we read John uh, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found the scripture where John it was in 13. Proverbs mm-hmm. um, about having too many friends uh, or too many acquaintances, not, not enough friends. friends yeah. And we just kind of dialogued about it. Like, I didn't really preach. We just dialogued about it. And the majority of these kids understood that night that they have a majority of their friends are acquaintances. They probably have two like inner circle friends. friends, inner circle friends. Yeah. They just noticed that. And they were like, yo, and I told them like, it's not even, it is our obligation to continue making sticky friends, hmm. friends that are, will stick in, stick in there with you through the good, the bad and the ugly. It's not just, it's not enough to just have your circle and then say no one else is invited. Mm-hmm. Like, your circle has to be open enough so other people can come in. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take. And I told them. I was like, it could take years before you get another f- actual friend in your yes. group. But yes. you have to be open to it. I mean, you came back. Jeff Copeland came back in my life after, like, 10 to 15 years of separation. Mm-hmm. And if I had been a person that was closed off, you would still be in my 120 mm-hmm. instead of in my in, in my three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 
uh, the the levels of friendship you weren't you weren't close to me before 2017. Yeah, we weren't just close. But then after that, it was like I really like Jeff. Like I want to make this happen. And then we were intentional about yep. hanging out. Yeah. And then we got to know each other. And then now we are like best friends. Yeah. And I can't uh, or literally legitimately brothers. I can't yeah, even man. calling you a friend even felt like a sin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is like we are called to build real relationships with people. Yeah. That are not superficial, but if someone says, Hey, I need help, like legitimate help, my marriage is falling apart, you don't say, Ah, yeah, so uh, there's a book, or I'll pray for you, or they you check. No, it's like, Okay, let me come into your home and let's talk yeah, about or this. Or come into my home. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, being transparent, that is a conviction on me. Like, mm. I don't have a home right now, but when I do, and if I'm out here, if y'all catch me out here not inviting people into my Damn. home. I told you I got a room in there already. Like, so. okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, if y'all catch me not inviting people into my house, like, I'm just as guilty as, as, as anybody else who's not actually letting people in yeah. and seeing everything. And then I want to say um, the fact that we have elders, like, every single church should be multi-generational and i think um av started out as as like a young adult thing movement which was great Mm -hmm. fantastic but i think to be a a legitimate gathering a legitimate like christ following gathering you got to have multiple generations and especially us like we we, like we expressed Mm -hmm. we need people that are wiser than us that are older than us that are more experienced than us to teach us things and show us where we're wrong and then we got to be humble enough to receive it like like that verse like like if you're not willing to gain understanding and you only want to express your opinion you're a fool the bible calls you a fool calls me a fool ruin yeah i'm a fool i've been a fool Okay? I don't want to be foolish. I want to be wise. So if yeah. I'm wise, I should be finding people who have a lot more understanding than I do and try to understand their experience and what they're saying instead of just wanting to express my little opinion and think I'm all that and think I'm all smart. Yeah. So And it goes both ways, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, they got to be an older, to you're us. an elder, don't think that the younger generation has nothing to say. And that that's you. why I love Uncle Rod and Auntie Nicole because they continually will tell us mm-hmm. man you guys blessed us you guys taught us something we learned from you guys blah blah like it's just it's and it's crazy to see oh, them say man. stuff like that. it you makes like, me feel ten thousand feet tall <laughs> i'm like man thank like, you you got something from me that's crazy it's you've like, been I, pastoring for 30 plus years and you learned from me that's, that's crazy but and, and and are open to let you know i mean there's <laughs> there's people out here uh older older elders or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them that are like hearing the younger people and taking it and acting like they came up with it mm-hmm. and it's like um <laughs> i'm gonna need you to just let them know that you, because if it's reciprocated then you will always want to do it mm-hmm. but if it's like you're taking stuff from me then i feel like i don't want to share with you because you're just going to take my yeah. idea and take credit for it or you're going to take my idea and like blast it to everybody mm-hmm. on how bad of an idea it was mm-hmm. uh when you're an elder you do have a responsibility of like caring for people's um emotional states yo like that you, same you chapter 18 of proverbs dog. still we still in there Damn, that's still the chapter in. that says verse 21 uh death and life are in the power of the tongue uh, and those who love it will eat its fruits so like go. you got to recognize what you say has a lot of weight like that's why with this podcast i recognize that what we say 
There's literally death and life yeah. in what we're saying. So I want to make sure if I say something that's off, I better come follow right. it up with like, yo, that was off. My mm-hmm. bad. Like, because I don't want to cause people to go the wrong way or to stumble mm-hmm. or to fall or, or hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sure through my hurt, I have caused other people to get hurt yeah. with what I've said on this podcast. And like, I always want to say. This is where every single episode is where we are at in that moment. No, that's right? true. So, like, just because it's recorded and it's, it's permanent doesn't mean that's where I think. It doesn't you know, mean our minds are permanently yeah, stuck in that. Constantly no. not. We're constantly being renewed. Yeah. Our minds are being renewed. So, um, and I thank God for that. I just, I'm glad yeah. that this is this is recorded so I can go back and go, yeah, remember when I said that? Yeah, Ooh, I was wrong. I mean, the, My bad. our first episode is, the, is Church Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, we got a lot of like blowback from oh that. Like, man it was, it was crucial yeah but like i think what what made people rock with us even more is that we did the follow-up yeah and they were like okay like we said we recognized a lot of things that we said like we said them and we believed them yes, at that time absolutely. we're not we're not recanting what we say yeah, absolutely we're just saying that we have learned that what that what we said on the podcast our very first episode wasn't exactly what we were either trying to convey mm-hmm. or we actually said some things that were wrong yeah, and we, we, we just had incomplete information yeah we said at the time we were just we didn't have all of it all of them we were just kind of going off our own opinion mm-hmm. and our own experience which is all we really have unless we can get some more understanding from somebody, somebody else. else yeah so yeah so, man that's what's moved us um i think that's what's moved us forward always being in a in a place of learning uh one thing that i've i have found out and i guess it's another hot moment is being unteachable hurts everyone. Yes. That's like, a good one. It hurts everyone. There was a time where I felt like I had all the answers. Like I know how to do this. Like in my marriage, in my ministry, I felt like I was the only person who knew what was right. Mm. And somebody would give me advice or tell me something and it was just like, nah, bro, like I don't think you should do it that way. And I was like, You don't know. <laughs> I know this. I know I've been I've been preaching for years. I've been and you come to find out that you tried it your way and it failed and then you try to make excuses for it mm. when you're teachable you're able to make a mistake and also grow from that mistake and then still be and not burn bridges in the process yeah. so you get to do it you get to uh have your mistakes and someone say yeah you did that wrong um and you know here's a better way of doing it which uncle rod has taught me how to do um even man Uncle Rod, not to Nicole, man. Just thank y'all. I don't even know if you guys still listen to the podcast, but thank you. <laughs> because, like, you've shown us teachability never ends. Yeah, man. Like, it, it, we can never get to a point where we just believe that we have all the answers and, like, we're doing it the right way and everybody else's way is wrong. We've even come to the realization that, like, the way we do church in AV is not the only way you can mm, do church. Amen. And it's not and it's not even the best way. It's yeah. it's the best way for us right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't I don't know what it's going to look like when everybody in AV has kids. Yeah. Will it still be the best way to do church? When we're like 40 and 50. Like what are we going to be doing? We don't know. No idea. Hopefully we don't get to a point. Hopefully we heed Uncle Rod Auntie Nicole's warnings of like thinking that this is the only way to do it and then we start policing other people mm-hmm. younger people hey you're doing it wrong <laughs> don't do it like that you can like, only meet in the garage yeah like so hopefully we remember this moment and we're yeah. not like the children of israel and we heed the warnings and we are able to be teachable and adaptable and you know convey that and just be my goal in life right one day is to be somebody else's uncle rod 
Wow. Like, I want to make sure that when I'm older, I can, like, pour into some young, you know, 20, 30-year-old dude and just, you know, give him what was been, what's been given to me. Like, I, dude, what a blessing that dude that is was... in my life, bro. I'm just thinking about that right now. <laughs> like, it's, and he, he told me on Friday, Doug. Oh, you're talking about garage? Yeah. He <laughs> said, you are in my inner circle. I just want you to know. Oh, that. I heard that. I was like. Don't, I thought you were going to start crying. I Man, I might right now. Like, <laughs> I was like, bro, Dude, that's crazy. Like, that means so much. It's just really cool to have another. I love my dad. Mm. I love. Nobody will ever take his place in uh, my life. But it's dope to have another older dude, you know, in my life that can just, you know, build me up and give me that, that confidence. Like, mm-hmm. he gives me a lot of confidence to walk with God and to and to you know pursue what I feel God is calling me to do. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I want to do that for some Nobody other else. dude one day. Like yeah. that's that's a big goal I have in my life for Bro, sure. I mean, just thinking about it now, uh, I'm just like, yo, I wonder if there's anybody rocking with me even now who's like younger and who's listening to me. And um, actually, I just realized this: my my younger cousin uh, Cassandra Tate, she. Uh, She's a senior in high school, mm. but, like, she's been trying to hang out with me for, like, two years. Like, legitimately trying to, like, come in my life and, like, be there. And uh, I've let her, like, uh, she's come over. We've hung out sometimes, but it's never been, um, I've never been, like, I never really thought about it in the way that you just said. Mm. To be an, uh, being intentional, but being an Uncle Rod to her. Mm. Like, how much wisdom he gave to me. She is 17 years old. We're probably, because Uncle Rod is, like, what, in his 50s 50. somewhere? Two? So he's like 20 years. So mm-hmm. me and her are about 10, 12, like 12 years apart. I can start being an Aqua Rod mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. to her even now. Yeah. So like she's getting older. I can just give her wisdom. Um, she actually came to me and was like, hey, do you have a... She came and was like, do you have anybody in your youth group who can take me to prom? Because I can't find a date. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, I don't know. I thought that was super special. Like I was thinking, wow, wow like you consider me so highly that I could find you a decent prom date not someone that like she's not looking some like she can't get her own date yeah. but she doesn't want to get someone who's not who's trash who's trash mm-hmm. basically she's like i i know guys i'm not trying to give it up at the end of the night like i'm trying to go mm-hmm. home Amen. i just want them to take me out we're gonna have a good time we can laugh have dinner and then i get home safely without even being approached sexually like wow she was like, I just, I don't want to have that encounter. She lives in Fresno. She lives in Fresno. Why don't you invite her to uh, campus life? Uh, she doesn't drive. Oh. Okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, I would have to pick her up. She lives on, like, uh, in the Fig Garden Loop, all uh, the way by like, Bullard kind of, and yeah, it's kind of it's far. That's Bon Garot. Yeah, exactly, Bon mm-hmm. Um But anyway, I invited her to AV, and I was like, look, you, for AV, you, yeah, you need to you come, need to come for sure, because uh, she's a, she's mature enough. But I yeah. think about that and how. I can already start being an Uncle Rod to someone who's like my little cousin. Yeah. And uh, she's she's devoted. Even I think about my other cousin, Alyssa. She's also, like these women are devoted Christians. They're trying to walk in the spirit of the Lord. They're trying to like walk with God. And they just have questions. And for some reason, like I I don't necessarily like dodge them on purpose. But it's just like, ah, yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Mm. But maybe maybe I am the person. That's wow. going to help like them figure we that said, out. Like we said in the, in the giving episode, like, why don't we be the one to step up and meet the need? Oh, we did say that. Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <sighs> you heard it here first, folks. He has to do it now. 
Um, All right, Alyssa and Cassandra, we go hang out. Yeah, we man, gonna that's talk. good, bro. I also think about like our boy Josiah, man. Man, like nineteen, you know, has a serious relationship. Love his girlfriend. She's dope oh, too. Yeah, Kate, Kate is she's awesome. awesome. Um, Got a photo shoot with them on Saturday. Oh, nice. It's really dope. <laughs> so I think about him too, like just like that dude. Shout out to you, my guy. He even texted me. Where? He texts me like. Unfortunately, text me like at night, and I'd be asleep. I don't get back until the next morning because <laughs> my phone goes on do that. He'd be up super late. Yeah, it'd be like eleven, twelve. I'm like, it's it's Tuesday. I'm asleep, but <laughs> keep doing it, bro, because I'll get back to you. But it's just like he he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, bro, how can I pray for you? Wow. When I was nineteen, I was not definitely <laughs> not thinking about doing that, man. But he he's I mean he does it all the time. We have these really cool just little conversations mm-hmm. like, hey. I'm working on this thing about this. I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me on this? Like, just the fact that he's willing to like reach out to me. Yeah. Um, and just he's just trying to connect. I could tell it's like a real mm-hmm. trying to connection. You want to connect with some little thirty year old dude? Like, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, and I learn from him all the time. Oh man, you know. I'm telling you, like, even the fact that he's going through the discipleship course mm-hmm. um, at his church, and that's going to go through a prayer course through his church. Oh, nice. At 19, I just wasn't thinking about it. It was far from me. Special I, dude. I mean, these people give me hope that yeah, the next yeah. generation will have preachers and teachers mm-hmm. and people who like who are devoted to loving God. Imagine at 19 them starting, them starting church, um, in a way that is meaningful yeah. with real relationships and not letting people get lost in the sauce or getting lost in the attendance of church, yeah. where they're saying, "No, what's your gift? What's your gift? What's Ooh. your gift?" How can we use it to glorify God? How can we get it to reach more people for the gospel uh, or with the gospel? And I'm like, yo, if I can, if we can just save the kids right now, the young people now who are under uh, 20 years old, except for Alyssa, I think she's 21. Um, but I think about like my cousin Cassandra, we have Alyssa, uh, Emmanuel, uh, Emmy's mm-hmm, brother. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We got Josiah and Kate um, and Mariah Preston's daughter, mm-hmm. like six teenagers, so to speak, who yeah. are in love with god man and are asking questions about god i mean trying to live for him man like it's imagine i feel like they are let's go (laughs) i feel like they are our church's like greatest weapon Mm. like the fact that we have an uncle rod and auntie nicole and patient you know just Mm. our elders and our leaders yeah and then we have this younger group who's on fire has a ton of talent ton of abilities and they're really serious about god yeah and then you have the middle generation you know like we have a lot god has blessed av with a ton of of just you know a squad like we have yeah. like we have some stuff that we can really make squad. an impact we should be making more of an impact with what we have we should um, instead of and this is again just on me instead of like us focusing on like being critical of the church around us we need to like focus inward and do what we say we're supposed to be doing. Like, like just let's just go out there and and handle work, and they'll join us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, man, it just hit me literally just right now, because um, Francis Chan was talking about it, and I even, oh God, I even preached on this. Dang. Like unity. unity. Yeah, I knew it. Like, am I being an agent of division or am I being an agent of unity in the world right now? Wow. And I feel like I have been recently an agent of division and i have to repent and and apologize for that Mm. because what we should be focusing on is trying to become perfectly one with everyone around us all the believers around us regardless of how they do church or structure church or what Mm -hmm. building they're in or campus they have like 
we should be trying to like really dang my bad <laughs> my bad y'all that just hit me right now yeah and i'm, I'm sure like the Man. just like with god talking to us while recording the podcast mm-hmm. uh we can't stop we can't hit stop record mm-hmm. and then uh forget about it like it has to be yeah it has to be legitimate yeah we have to go do the work and um building relationships is work finding out what other people's gifts are and incur or stirring up each other's gift like that's work it's not something mm. that we come um and we just hope that it happens by osmosis no it has to happen by intentionality and if we're going to move into uh a form of church that is relational mm-hmm. then it has to we have to have conversations that are deeper than how was your week mm-hmm. we have to move into conversations like what is your gift mm-hmm. well i like this this and this okay cool like you know i would love to see your gift at work one day like can i come see you do this can i come see you do that like can i come support you do yeah, yeah you know man. do you need any help with anything um and when you see it like god i feel like god will start to open up our eyes to see how this would work in our church capacity yeah you know or how this would work even in just spreading the gospel period it's not about it's not about one person coming and preaching a message to us as we learned on friday or as we discussed on friday it's too many people in the church doing nothing. Mm. It's just too many. Yeah. Uh, and people have gifts and talents that are being overlooked. And we, you know, sometimes we can just be honest. We can say that we don't know how every gift fits. Right. Someone's going to have a gift and you're like, I don't know what to do with that. And like, we got to get out of the mindset that it has to fit at our gathering. Mm-hmm. Within the ministry. Yeah, with, the gathering. yeah. Like a lot of what we should be doing should be outside of the garage. It should be out yeah out of the four walls yeah and and even if it's even if you have to move even if you're beth man like we should be supporting beth Mm -hmm. she's all the way in alabama we should be reaching out hey bro how can we help you how can we support you in your gift and what you're doing over there and like you know and also and like actually send some help whatever it is uh uh so the uh recently uh my brother uh, who I love dearly, um, Alex Wilson. He mm-hmm. is a uh, he's like a social media preacher, and he just like posts like these small little clips on um, on TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. and YouTube, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like trying to reach a generation that is solely online. Yeah, uh, but there's people out there who need it. Yeah, and uh, recently, uh, our sister Alexis sent a post in our group chat. And at first, I just watched the video. I didn't swipe. I didn't see like what the rest of it was, and I swiped over. I did the opposite of you. I just swiped, swiped first. <laughs> I didn't even watch the video. So I watched the video, and then I swiped, and then like the amount of people who are um, hating on him mm-hmm. and like making fun of him, and yeah. uh, it's it. And I know him. Like he he tries not to uh, internalize it or like take mm-hmm. it personal, but like he honestly, he's like looking at that and saying. Wow, guys! Like you're, I'm only trying to promote the gospel, or like yeah. tell you about the goodness of Jesus, of how your life can be different, your life can change. I'm trying to do this for the good, and all you see is the negative. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I, I know for him that's tough. And I was reading this, uh, I was reading all those comments, and then I messaged him, and I just told him, bro, like I just want you to know you're loved. Yeah. Like I want cool. you to know that, like, I know we don't talk often, but I want you to know that you're loved by me. And I just listed another like other family names, and I was like, and that's it. That's just the ones that you know. But there's people here who would support you, who you don't even know yeah. because of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just told him like, bro, how can we be praying for you? 
and uh, he sent me a list of things we can pray for. But like they're just struggling. Um, they they need help financially. They just moved to Hawaii yeah. to do mini- to do ministry, and they uh, they need help financially. They need help um, like building their followings um, on Instagram and TikTok so that they can be paid from these things. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the hope that they can do. Uh, that's what they're hoping they can do. And then they just like dealing with has God really called me to this? Wow. Wow. Which is a tough one in this kind of, in this era, because you think about social media, like it's here. It's not like it's going away. Mm-hmm. Like it should be utilized to spread the gospel. And for one, I'm not doing it. I'm not spreading <laughs> the gospel on social media. I can't, right. I don't have the gift. I don't have the talent. I don't have the time, but there are people out there that feel like God has called them to this. Mm-hmm. And like you said, who's to say this ministry does not belong right. because it's not inside of a building. Right. And it's like, I can criticize all I want about it. But, like, if God called him to this, I can't say whether or not it's that God called him, you know. Yeah. But I see people who do comment and say, mm. yo, like, this really helped me today. Yeah, um, I saw that, too. Yeah, it's like, without the, without your little videos, I feel like I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be able to make it. All this kind of stuff. If there are people out there who are seeing this message and getting positivity and getting Christ from it, but glory be to God, yes, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. like, we need to just support support ministry actually let me say not not support ministry we need to support our family yes this is the whole thing like i don't care what you're going to be if it's bring if it can bring honor to god i'm supporting you because you are my family yes not because of what your ministry is like what you can do for me no yeah it's like i love you and i'm going to help you so i even thought about like just getting a group of people together and say, yo, how much money can we save or how much money can we get? And just send it to the Wilsons in mm-hmm. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Just saying, look, this is a gift from your family, AV. And we just want you to know um, that we care about you. We're thinking about you and you are loved and we love what you're doing. Keep mm-hmm. going in the glory of God and yeah. send him just even if it's like $50. Like you yeah, never know. Something. Somebody has somebody sent me $10 one time when I had zero gas in my tank and I thought I was going to run out. And it was like, hey, I just thought about you. And they sent $10. And I'm like. Oh snap! I went straight to the gas station. <laughs> like it's it's it may seem like a little bit, but you just don't know the situation people yeah, are in. Yeah. So sometimes it's just good to support your family when they ask because like they're not at like I don't know. I know that Alex would not ask if he wasn't in in extreme need or extreme mm-hmm. needing like real help. Yeah, he doesn't just ask like that, and he's <laughs> love him to death. He is prideful. Yeah, so he he's not going to ask, but if he is asking, it's because it is getting bad. Yeah. Or he's a, a, or it could it could be bad already, or it could be getting bad very soon. So he's just being as obedient and faithful as he can um, when it comes to like his ministry, and he's trying to stick it out. So you know, uh, if you haven't, I want to just shout him out on the podcast. It's a uh, Insta Church Live on Instagram, um, Alex Alex D Wilson on um, TikTok. If you have that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, just go follow him. His content is really good. Like I yeah. can't. I can't knock what he does, and I just think that as believers, we just need to support each other. Like, I don't want to be an agent of division. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a type of person that's, like, tearing people down or just neglecting people's needs because they're not yeah. doing what I think they, mm-hmm. what what should be in church. Yeah. And it's, like, also, like, well, you know, I don't really know him like that. That's your fault. <laughs> so like, true. what we should be doing is, like, getting to know as many believers as possible and... And just people as possible, but definitely mm-hmm. believers. Like, we should definitely be knowing as many people that are part of the faith that, um, you know, that love Christ. Yeah. And we should be trying to know them, knowing their needs, and just, like, being there for them to encourage them and lift them up and edify them. 
maybe correct them when I need it. Yeah. But like be in a position where I know you enough and you know that I love you. Yeah, when I'm so doing I can it. correct you. Right. So and that's on us. I mean, that's on us individually and collectively. Like we really gotta, we really gotta just, just reach out, bro. Yeah. And and try to become perfectly one. Like that should be the goal. But man. This yeah. was this was very freeing. This was very helpful. Man, I hope this motivates people to do what we just did to like really not just like acknowledge, you know, something off in you, but to like confess it. Yeah, um, you don't have to get on a public platform like this, like we did, and like just post it or whatever. But reach out to somebody that's close to you, that's like a, a sticky friend, that's an inner circle friend. And, like, tell him, like, yo, I've been struggling with this. Like, we started a group chat with our boy Braulio. Yeah. And that's been really cool to just kind of, like, reach out to each other. Even even if nothing's wrong. Like, he'll yeah. just hit us up. Hey, man, how's your day going? Like, that's just really cool. It is. So. I'm actually looking for that message right now to be like, bro, love you, man. Yeah, man. I meant to do that the other day. Braulio, love you, fam. But just, man, reach out to people. Confess your sins to people. Walk in the light. Walk man. in the light. It is so freeing. It feels so good. And it seems. I'm gonna be honest. In like it, in the beginning, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like you're absolutely. You're, you're scared. Like everybody knows. Like when you're in a dark room, you walk outside. It's like hard oh. to see. You're just like, oh god, no. Yeah. But once you get used to it, I, I couldn't tell you how free I feel just by sharing like my jealousy and envy and covetousness mm-hmm. on air. Like I, I feel free from doing. I feel free. Enough to even like tell my wife, look, I was jealous of for you. Uh, you know she ain't gonna listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, she's gonna hear it. So, uh, oh, she ain't she's gonna not gonna listen, she's listen to not the podcast at all. This could remain a secret. Yeah, <laughs> she would never know. You admitted that to the whole world. This is remain you a secret no for the idea. rest of our lives. But I feel free enough yeah. to even tell her, like, look, I was really jealous of you um, and where you were going. But like, I'm over. It. Like, I feel mm. like God's released me from that. And like. What can we do to get you to the next the next engagement? Yeah, How can we get you yeah. speaking at the next camp? How can we get you to speak at our uh, at our denomination's triannual youth event? Mm-hmm. How can I how can I help you now? Like yeah. I was jealous, but now I'm like not, and I'm ready to push for you wholeheartedly. Um, and like that kind of release, bro. I don't I don't know. It sparked the fire in me. Imagine yeah. if you did it in your situation. Yes, whatever your situation you'd be. is. Yeah, you're just realize how oppressed you are by your by your sin that you're holding on to it's it's holding on to you and you need to be released from it mm-hmm. um and it's it's that's why the bible tells us to do it it's not just you know a commandment it's like yo this is going to be good for you to do this so yeah um yeah man I love that it. was honest open and transparent dude that was a great this is a great episode I yeah think. man that was cool uh yeah so comment yes uh, please. let yeah. us know how you how you felt about this episode um you know we're moving forward i'm very excited to see what the preachers our podcast has uh for this year yeah where god um, takes us man. i'm just uh, i don't know i'm overjoyed man yeah. this thing is real for me i know it's real for jeff so uh yep. continue listening uh subscribe like do what all you got to do mm-hmm. uh, for this and go listen to us go listen to our last episode yeah. as well i'm on giving because it uh, shows a lot so we love y'all we thank y'all and we'll see y'all on the next one Peace. Peace. Just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low-key like my foes. No, I don't want to talk, I want the smoke. Hey, hey, 
Just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, yes it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke.